Today's episode of Who Wheatley is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Batwoman on Sundays at 8, 7 central and Nancy Drew on Wednesdays at 9, 8 central. Or stream both for free on The CW app. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where people can call 619-WHO-THEM, and we will play some of the calls uh, because they're featuring your questions, comments, and concerns, complaints. <laughs> Yeah, we're like every time I try to do this. We're, we're like that little chat window when you go to a website that's like need help, and you like chat it, and then it like <laughs> oh then God. it's like uh, someone will get back to you like tomorrow at four, you know, whenever they're back online. Don't compare us to the little chat window. Yeah, that's but the worst it's thing because on the we internet. take a week to get back to you because you call us and we take. Hi, know. I'm Laura. Can I help you? And you're like, and you type something, and it's like, oh, actually, Laura's not at her desk. Can we please add one of those to our website? Does Squarespace have that as a feature? Are you kidding? I answer like every single Patreon message. I'm not a- adding like another How place for them I to add contact the to us. the most obnoxious website feature to our Squarespace? It's the messaging one. But what if just no one ever got back to you? Hi, it's, it's Shelly. <laughs> Can be, I help you? It'd be funny if we had like a Who Weekly robot, like a customer service robot. And they always get the worst possible like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Whenever you have like a hundred tabs open, then suddenly you're like, <laughs> Lindsay, how are you? Good. I'm back home. You're not at your house. You are on vacation. I'm at a wedding. I'm not on a vacation. This is not a vacation. You went to see Vampire Weekend last night. That's that a vacation. Was the, that was the fun extra thing. It's I'm out of town for a wedding. Wow. You know, wedding season. Calling weddings like not vacation is like very bleak because, you know, it's bleak. Because <laughs> it wasn't my choice. Okay. Well, it's the couple's choice for getting married this weekend. <laughs> I, like, I hope okay. that couple listens to Who Weekly. So Our flight to hear. Denver was so cheap, though. Gotta say. Denver. Really. Denver. Yeah. Who knew? Remember last time we were in Denver and no one came to our show? Remember how yesterday I was at a Vampire Weekend concert and someone who sold me a green tea at Starbucks at the Red Rocks Amphitheater was a hooligan who was at the Vampire, which uh, who is, was at the Denver show. Which is shocking because like there like, were 12 people there. You? So I don't understand how that person happened to be there. She sells me my green tea. It's freezing. It's Vampire Weekend. There's a Starbucks hidden within Red Rocks, which my friend told me about. I was like, amazing. And she's like, hi, are you Bobby? Yeah. I was at your Denver show. I love Who Weekly. I was like, you what? <laughs> I mean, you were one of the handful of people at the Denver show? I was going to say, like, that's shocking. And now you're here selling me green tea? <laughs> Did she give you a discount? No. Oh, wow. Damn. I respect it. I respect mm. it. I don't deserve a discount. Okay, fine. Well, the, the fact okay. that she came to our show is enough, honestly. Oh, I know. She paid. I owe her a refund. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. The Denver show was actually great. Which one? Our ours, are or vamp- good. ours or Vampire Weekends? <laughs> Both. Yeah, we have a show Vampire coming up. Do you guys better. know that in Brooklyn? It's at the Bell House and it's for sale. It's for sale. Who weekly at us? Hopefully, by the time you visit that, visit us to buy tickets, we'll have a... <laughs> Hello, can I help you? Hey, uh, would you like, buy, like to buy tickets for the, the show? The worst is whenever you forget that you initiated one of those conversations, and then I know. 30 minutes later, you find the tab, and it's like, I guess I can't do anything else to serve you. Have a great day. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Also, the worst is when you can't figure out whether it's a real person or not, and you're just like, uh-oh, is this a real person? Like, what what's going on here? And... You'll never know, I guess. Okay, let's play some calls. <laughs> hey, uh, long time, sometime. 
Um, I just heard you guys both try and pronounce the Italian title of Monza, which was very painful to me as someone who speaks Italian. Um, it's uh, non succede, ma se succede is how you would pronounce it. Anyway, as far as I know, not an idiom. Just someone really struggling to try and translate the idiom long shot into a phrase that, like, makes sense to um, an Italian viewer. Anyway, um, good form bell for and crunch, crunch, me and Italy, I guess. <laughs> so Succede. we were both... We were both giving them such, like, we were both giving the people who made the Italian poster or the Italian name for Longshot the benefit of the doubt. Like, it's an Italian idiom. No, it's not. Apparently, it's right. not. Like, Longshot. I mean, I bet there is an Italian idiom or phrasing that means Longshot, but it wasn't, maybe it wasn't right for this film title. So they just, so they, so they just straight up, just like, they just straight up translated it directly. Like a Google, like a Google Translate. Although it wasn't a Google Translate because I tried to Google Translate it and it didn't work. So whatever. It's fine. Okay, next call. So I just called about the slogan definitely being about UMass being located in Amherst. And then I listened to the rest of what you were saying about it when you read the Amherst webpage. And like Amherst College is definitely fucking full of shit because they know that it's not because of their opinion using Amherst. They know it's because it's a freaking part of town and they don't want to be branded as that. Um so really annoying. Fuck Amherst College. UMass is the way to go. It's a great little location. Um, Amherst Mass is adorable, and I highly recommend it. Also love this Massachusetts featured episode. Please keep talking about Boston. Please keep talking about Apple computers. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Weekly. Medium time, medium time. I just had to pause the episode and call because I heard you talking about Amherst, not Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, I am from Northampton, which is like the town next over in Amherst technical rival. Um, what that saying basically means is that like people from Amherst, not the town, but the college are just like, they won't shut the fuck up. It's like, imagine the most annoying liberal arts type of people who just, you know what I mean? You can imagine. Anyway, I don't know. I guess I just called to disparage. Amherst, but I think it's really important that you hear from my perspective. People from Amherst just like, it's not that they like talk too much. It's just that what they're saying is like air. Anyway, go UMass. Um, it would be crazy if you played this. Um, and I'm so happy to be with you, keeping me from my shadow. Whoa. Me and Grease, bye. Wow. Okay. okay. Interesting, interesting takes. One, they won't shut the fuck up. And the other, they're just a party town. And then there's this. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Dan, a longtime hooligan, first-time caller. I'm calling about Maria Sharapova, who, if things had gone differently, we'd all be calling Maria Sugarpova. Yes, in 2013, in the run-up to the U.S. Open, which is one of the biggest tennis tournaments of the year, uh, Maria Sharapova let it be known that she was planning on legally changing her name to Maria Sugarpova in the U.S. to promote her candy line. She ultimately decided against it, I believe, because the U.S. Open, like, didn't want to list her as Sugar Pova. But she was she made it known there's this great uh, ESPN article saying that she was planning to uh, file a name change petition in the state of Florida, submit fingerprints, have a background check and a hearing before the judge, all to go by Maria Sugar Pova to promote the candies. Um, ultimately, 
it was to little avail because in the 2013 U.S. Open, she ended up withdrawing due to a shoulder industry, a shoulder injury. But, you know, we'll always have Maria Sugarpova, and I've never eaten the candy, but it doesn't look very good to me. Crunch, crunch, ScarJo, yummy pop. Bye. 2013. <laughs> she tried to change her name to Sugarpova for the U.S. Open, a move designed to plug her line of sweets. That's from The Guardian in 2013. That is so fucking stupid. Because every time they introduced her during the U.S. Open, they would have to call her Sugarpova. <sighs> but apparently it required so much, um, not just like paperwork, but like permissions from the quote Grand Slam Committee, whatever that is. And so I guess she just gave up and everyone started making fun of her. So she was like, never mind. Because it's fucking stupid. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Is that really what you need to sell your damn candy? That seems hard to believe. Seems Apparently, like. Lindsay. Although I've never owned a candy shop. Hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I just thought I'd call up I kind of offering some more information about the Meghan and Harry and segments you spoke about on today's podcast. Um, so I don't work for the royal family, but because of my job, I have to talk about them a lot, which is unfortunate for me because I really don't care about them that much, but maybe I can talk about them talk about them a little bit. So at the moment in the, the royal family actually have um power to block stories from reaching the press in the UK. So sometimes there's exceptions to that rule. So with um Charles and Diana's um cheating scandal and with um Andrew and the Epstein scandal and that's mainly if they break it somewhere else. But recently um the news about William um, potentially cheating on Kate that was not reported in the UK newspapers whatsoever. Again, they still kept running stories about Meghan apparently firing her staff and just as really loads of terms about her race and being American and all this other stuff whilst all these William stories were being blocked by the press. And it's also really um, important to know that um, everyone doesn't have the same PR team in the royal family. Actually, each of the separate palaces have their own PR team. And um, it's pretty well known by now that actually, like, they wage, like, their own, like, little rivalries with the PR team. So Kensington Palace has one, Harris House has one, Buckingham has one. And sometimes, like, the main news will come from the Queen herself or what what the Queen's PR team wants them to know. But oftentimes, like, they do all have their own separate PR teams. So, although, like... And the Daily Mail, they are like kind of a law unto themselves, same as the Daily Express. So I think um, Meghan and Harry are actually right to pursue this because at the moment they are um, making all sorts of vicious lies and slander about Meghan while also keeping absolutely mum on these William scandals and everything else. Like I remember when I was on holiday in Ireland one time and there was a story in the press about Charles having a gay lover, which I'm not, I don't think is true. But in the UK, you would never hear that because most of the time, the royal family, they will block any stories. The, the, the newspapers will adhere to this. So if there's stuff going around about Meghan that isn't exactly, like, stuff to do with US law like it is with Andrew, then it's because teams within the royal family, they want you to read these stories. So with Meghan and Harry going rogue, going to a different law firm, to the ones that the royal family use, that means that they are actually, like, taking a stand against what maybe the PR teams within the palaces are doing. I would not be surprised. So, yeah, so I'd just like to finish that. Maybe Meghan and Harry are right because the royal family, they will let people um, report things that they want them to know about. So 
um, the British press is super racist and they employ illegal techniques all the time. So <laughs> I support Meghan and Harry and I think other guys should too, especially in this case, even if um, we may not approve of the press being harangued in this way, but I think in this case, because the UK press is just so evil and so right-wing and just employs really, really shady techniques, but I think that they are right to do this. And I also think that people mustn't um, forget that probably a lot of the stories and the way that they are allowed to be reported are probably coming from the royal family themselves. Okay, bye! Good phone, bye, bye. We got so many calls about this, like from legal experts or just like armchair experts, but from Londoners, from people in the UK, it sounds like this person is from Ireland, not that I want to bust out my Irish accent. We also got a call that from someone saying, Bobby, please stop doing accents. <laughs> stop doing impressions. How? That's literally one of your main bits these days. I know. How dare know, they say that? No, I don't think so. I shouldn't so. do it anymore. I don't think so. I but don't But I feel like this so. call was one of the most interesting to me because it connected all these little pieces and then threw in Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know like a ton about this, but it seems like there's a reason with these people, there's a reason for everything. Okay, next call. Hi, Hi Weekly. This is Sophie, uh, the, an- uh, the anonymous troll who was Clipped Beckett by Gwen Powell's mother. Um, on Twitter, at Insoferable, just wanted to call to agree with you that Glenn Powell is a boring name, and that was my problem with it. Um, and the reason that I think that Glenn Powell is a bad name is that if you consider his um, Instagram followers as the male lead of a Netflix sitcom, a Netflix rom-com, to those like Noah Centenario, 17 million, um, Jacob Elordi from The Kissing Booth, 14 million, Jim Powell, 300,000. I think he's very funny. I think he's very talented. And that's why I tweeted that he would be a movie star faster if he changed his name to Glenn. I'm calling from New Zealand, so I'm sorry if the Google Voice transcript doesn't get my voice. Um, it's extremely wild to see your joke about Glenn Powell on the Daily Mail Snapchat story. Skyjo, uh, yummy pop, crunch, crunch. Just incredible. The Glenn Powell she troll. Of she's a hooligan. The Glenn Powell troll. She knew because she knew. She knew. I do like that. She didn't tweet at the mom. The mom found her. Via, no, the mom just found yeah, her. Oh, was the mom just, has an alert. She was just minding her own business. The mom is like. Stop it. <laughs> That's Glenn Powell's mom. Stop it. <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Glenn Powell's Bobby, you still there? Can I Hi. help you? <laughs> Hi. Do you have a question about Glenn Powell? I'm his mother. <laughs> Unlike most of these, <laughs> unlike most of these services, I respond immediately. <laughs> and I'm always here. <laughs> the top of this ad copy says aura pronounced aura, but what it should say is aura pronounced like Rita because it is. It's Rita aura, but this is just we're aura, quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce aura. Let me yeah, tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts because we've both been giving aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. never... Because Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like... I'm more like sending people 
connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, long time, long time. A quick question. Do I need to care about Stumptown? Um, Because I keep seeing ads for it on Instagram and like television. And like, I I just don't know if it's something I should care about. It seems real hooey. Um, But anyway, Garden of Pop, Crunch Crunch, me and Grace. Bye. Stumptown is a show. (laughs) From what I gather, Stumptown is the new Colby Smolders attempt at television. Sorry. <laughs> what was the show that we were obsessed with that that got the kicked? new Kobe Smolders attempt at television? <laughs> I'm sorry. What she, she she's in that show. My name is Dex Perios, former Marine, currently unemployed, and eleven thousand dollars in debt. That's water and power, folks. Now we play for beer and cable. I have thirteen. Ugh. Another one. Make that. 14 unpaid parking tickets. Apparently there's a warrant out. Yeah, fine. So I'm kind of a mess. But it's nothing I can't handle. She was in Friends with College, right? Friends with Which, didn't College? Didn't everyone hate it? Friends in... Friends... Friends from College? Friends from College. She was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Okay. Then she was... Obviously she was in How I Met Your Mother. She was not mother, but she was... <laughs> she was someone. She was near mother. Everyone thought she would be mother, but then it was like, she's not mother. But to be fair, she had a bigger part than mother. Yeah, mother was what's her name, who came out of nowhere. Yeah, everyone was like, who's that? And you were like, it's mother. (laughs) But what is a show about? It feels like a show that's kind of like the show that we were making fun of recently that got canceled. And then people thought it was coming back, but then it was canceled. What's it called? Whiskey Cavalier. Whiskey Cavalier, which I also thought she was on, but she was not on it. Kobe Smolters is one of those actors who looks like everyone. It's easy for the commoner to confuse her with a lot of other people. I'm including myself and Lindsay and the commoner field. Oh, 100%. But I feel like Kobe Smolters has a lot of big stands because I, every time I see a Stumptown ad on the on the internet, on the subway, anywhere, I'm like, uh, <laughs> what the hell is this? People... Oh, Kobe Smolders in Stumptown. Is this about coffee? What is this? I think people like... But love people really her. Like her. Love people her. People love her. I saw a yeah. tweet from our friend Richard, and he was like, Stumptown is a great showcase for like Kobe Smulders. She's a true star. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, he's probably listening to this, but it was like this earnest, like, wow, good for Kobe Smulders. And I was like, where am I? What? What is all this? Why do people love Kobe Smulders? I didn't I, realize I this. I gotta say, and not to use this word just so like fluidly and just throw it around, but I think Kobe Smulders is a star for locals. <laughs> think about it she is she is like, i think that's exactly locals, right it's locals number one star like locals are clamoring to get her an emmy you know the craziest thing about stumptown is that did you know it was based on a comic book it is a comic book show who's the stu- who drinks the coffee what's it who isn't it's just because it's set in portland what? I didn't realize that Portland was just straight up called Stumptown. Oh, I thought the coffee came first. You thought the coffee came first. People call Portland Stumptown. First. Oh. Did you know Portland was Stumptown before coffee? No, I just thought Stumptown was Stumptown. How am I supposed to know literally anything? She's a PI. 
She struggles with P- PTSD. You know, I'm reading the premise from Stumptown. She's a PI with PT. Wait, she's a PI with PTSD. Yes, and she has to pee, and she's <laughs> prepped for her. And she's got PMS, <laughs> and she's and she's she's a PI with PTSD. <laughs> she's got PMS. She's a PI with PTSD. She's got PMS, and she needs to find the USPS if she's going to mail her next package. <laughs> okay, listen. Her name is Dexedrine. No, Dex. stop saying facts about it because they're not going to be. Honestly, I hate I feel this. like we've reached. It's just so funny. Peak TV is so funny where it's like, what's the next one? And it's like, well. <laughs> well it's like... Opens up a folder. Ugh. We got this. Ugh. Kobe Smolders is interested. It's like. Kobe's attached. Kobe's attached. Just it's greenlit. Give it 100 episodes. The locals it's fine. love her. Me, okay, me listen. opening the door to the meeting. The locals love her, and then excusing myself, <laughs> and they're like, "Who is that?" And they're like, oh, "We don't actually know who that is." <laughs> oh God. Okay, so Kobe Smolders, them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Stumptown Coffee is more of a them than Colby Smolders at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to call her a who, but I keep seeing tweets that are like. We stand Kobe. We're so happy for Kobe. Oh, Kobe. That is truly confusing to me, whether that's the case. Marvel, or not. I think Marvel works in her favor. Jake Johnson, who, right? Every time I say Colby Smolders, it it like becomes more and more ridiculous to me. Like it couldn't exist. <laughs> you know? Jake Johnson, who? Because it's like he looks like everyone. Like if Glenn Powell's name is too boring, Colby Smolders is like the other side of the spectrum. So, based on our own rules, Kobe Smolders them. She's, that's true. You know what? Just call her just call her Colby. Drop the Smolders. Colby Smolders. <laughs> it sounds like you're reading a s'more. Oh, and a it smoldering got, s'more. It got stuck to your Colby Smolders. It, it got stuck to the roof of your mouth. Jake Johnson, as boring as Glenn Powell. Who? I really like him and I thought people I, Too close to Jack. What do we Jack Johnson? It's, it's not a value judgment. Sounds too close to Jack Johnson. But who he looks too much Jack like Johnson? 100 other dudes. He looks like a Diplos. No one's going like to say, a... oh, Jake Johnson. Don't you mean Jack Johnson? It's like, no one's going to say that. He's like Adam Scott, like a Diplos. He looks like all of them. He was a promising Chicago guy, but then he kind of fell into the like sidekick thing where he always plays like, like, I don't know if he's actually played this, but it's like in a superhero movie. He's always, he's like the, he's like Ant-Man's friend, Doug or something. Who finds out he also has a power, but it's like gross yeah. and boring. Yeah. but he's like um uh like he only uses his power to like move the remote from the coffee table to his hand he's like you know yeah (laughs) like (laughs) but he i mean he was when new girl was on he was a huge huge deal he was like one half of the most like beloved will they won't they on television at that point for two seasons You're like the most it. beloved. Will they? Won't they? On television yes. was New Girl. Yes, New Girl was very popular when it was on. The most beloved. S- will they? Won't they? On television at that time. Uh, Tantu Cardinal. Never heard of her. She is. Oh, she's old. Have I seen her before? I saw. I don't want to. You, are you just reading the cast list of Stumptown? I'm looking at who and them, but she's definitely a who. Okay, can we move on? Yes. Before we, yeah. So before we get to the big story of the day, I have a quick question for you, Bobby. What have you? watched an episode of Batwoman. Have you seen Ruby Rose? Because I gotta say, they found her a role that really finally suits her. <laughs> suits her in every every version of the word. 
Before we even get started, this is a sponsored segment. The next few minutes of your time are sponsored, but it's also a segment of who's there. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, I watched I watched Black Woman. I also watched Nancy Drew. Two new shows on CW. Two new shows yeah. that we think our listeners might like. Uh, one of which because of Ruby Rose and the other which because we love an updated and sexy version of a classic character. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if there's anything we love, it's an updated and sexy version of a classic. If character. you're updating Name a character a classic, and they're not wait. updated and sexy, I don't want a piece. I don't want to see it. What what up? What character would you want to update and be sexy? Mm, well, we did Riverdale. That's why the CW is good at this shit. Um, no, but what's another one from your childhood? From my childhood. You know, I got to say, they keep trying to update Babysitter's Club, but we need a sexy version. I know they're supposed to be teenagers, but what if they're adults and they still run a Babysitter's Club, but they're sexy also? <laughs> But they could be... Maybe they run like a daycare They could company. be sexy, bitchy teens running a babysitter's club. They should be adults. No. But they could be... They could just be rude teens. Think about it. They're bad at their jobs, and they hate children. And they run a babysitter's club. Please. This is a great idea. You know what my updated one is? Hmm. Zoom. Sexy Zoom. Oh, adults. fuck. I forgot that you loved Come Zoom. Come on in Zoom. Yeah. Speaking of Boston Mass, yeah. she's a hooligan, one of them. One of, the, one of the Zoomers is a hooligan. One of them listens to Who Weekly. Can we get back to... Uh, cat, Batwoman, Catwoman. Batwoman. My favorite thing about Batwoman, she's not apart Catwoman. from the fact that Ruby Rose plays her, is that she's a she's nepotism. So Batwoman, you would th- say, oh, is it is it Batman's wife? Is it Batman's daughter? No, sweetie, it's <laughs> Batman's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so fucking funny to me. My other favorite thing about it is watching the show. I didn't realize that people like I don't know how far along it's going to get until people realize it's Batwoman. But so far in the pilot, they all think it's Batman. They're like Batman's back, and Ruby Rose is like, "No, it's Batwoman." Well, why would they think it was <laughs> Bat? Why would they think it was Batwoman? They only know Batman, and he left, and he's back, and they're like, "Oh, he's back! Thank God!" And she's like, "I'm Batwoman," and they don't care. Batwoman, no relation to Catwoman, which means no relation to Alicia Silverstone. She's Ruby Rose. Yeah, she's Ruby Rose. We've talked about her before. Remember the French fry incident? Never forget. Of course. Uh, she dated uh, one of the Veronicas, iconic plane lever. Uh, she also was go- is good friends, is was good friends with Taylor Swift, iconic is, uh, girl is. squad moment. <laughs> Defending Taylor Swift to her, to her death. Literally. This show she took so she could defend Taylor Swift as Batwoman. She was a John Wick villain. Cool, cool. She was also in the Meg. Remember that? She did not play the Meg, but she was She didn't die in, in the, the Meg. Meg. I feel like people wanted her to die in the Meg, but she survived. She's also just from Australia, and a lot of Australian people talk about her constantly, which I respect because she gives them much joy, you know? What do you think it is about Australia that makes so many Who's, like, bubble up from the surface? I have no idea. I think, not that anything's you know bubbling think, up in Australia, like, come out of the do dust. Do you know I think it actually is, though? I think that there's a lot what? of thems from Australia right now, so a lot of Who's follow, because it's like, we have so much talent that we've already gotten that people have gotten successful from Australia, so we're going to try and mine more talent from there. We think, like, oh, this is the place to get stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lindsay, do you know why Dugray Scott is so iconic? He plays Ruby Rose's dad. Why? Come on, guess. What is he in that you love? Ever After. Oh, my God, you're right. He's in Ever After. He's the dad from He's the <laughs> He's the hot from hot guy from Ever After. And he's mean. He's bad. I gotta say, though, like, Ever After, iconic codpiece moment, or, like, whatever the hell that guy was wearing in his tights <laughs> the entire time. His butt, he might as well just have been naked from the waist down. It was very important for me as, like, a young coming-of-age teen. And so now he's, like, Ruby Rose's daddy. That's amazing that he's getting work. I'm so happy for him. Who else is in it? Brendan Zub. <laughs> I don't know who. CW, call in. I don't know who that is. (laughs) So I was wondering, like, okay, it's funny that, like, we've had so many DC comic book heroes, like, go on screen, right? Like, there's so many of them. Mm -hmm. We know all their names. We can't get enough. But I was like, who are the other ones? Like, who are the second tier DC people? Because now we're already mining Batwoman, right? Like, 
she's like probably second tier, right? Would you say? Sure. She's very interesting, well, but she's second tier. Sure. Who are like the th- other tiers? Listen to these people. Hawkman, never heard of him. Black Canary, never heard of her. Zatanna, don't even know what she does. Supergirl, mm, I know her, but she's still second tier. Martian Manhunter? Sound too, sounds too close to Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> Plast- they're straight up Plastic Man. Cat- plastic Cat- Man, Cat- problematic <laughs> in 2019. Problematic in 2019. You don't want Plastic Man. Sure. There's going to be like compostable straw man, booster gold, no idea. Maybe Plastic Man's thing is to get rid of plastic, though. If that were the case, no, he would be the sexy updated Plastic Man. He gets rid of plastic and he replaces everything with compostable versions. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's good. Then there's Mr. Terrific and Shazam. Shazam was the new one, the new movie that everyone loved. And I was like, who is this? He's a, but he, Why is everyone talking about he how good Shazam is? He kind of got Demi, though, because of the Shazam movie starring What's-His-Face. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe Batwoman will get Demi because of Ruby That's Rose. That's what I'm saying. If anyone can do it, it's Ruby Rose. And guess what? That's true. There is a, a gay subplot in the movie, in the TV show. She's a lesbian. We She's a lesbian. have to stand. Honestly, we have to stand for Batwoman, and that's why you should watch it because of all the reasons we just gave you. Who else do we have to stand? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew, new and sexy Nancy Drew. As I said, her name, the actress who plays her, you've never heard of her, I bet, but that's okay. Her name is Kennedy McCann. Kennedy McCann is the both of those names would be themy last names. Doesn't that sound like two themy names combined? Yeah. Two themy names combined to form a Huey name? She could be McCann I think that's Kennedy, math. but, you know, not up to me. <laughs> She's Nancy Kennedy Drew. Kennedy McCann sounds Nancy like Drew an is... advertising agency. I'm sorry if it sounds like I was anything. about to say, it sounds like McCann Eric. Yeah, it, does. it does, it does. It's like a merger. So you oh, watch no, the... I... You watch the... Do you still work for McCann? <laughs> well, it's Kennedy McCann now. Same thing. I got a bonus. It's it's nice. Okay, I don't but know. But Nancy Drew is an iconic what? name that we that is like the themiest. The themiest character. A themmy character. Hardy Boys wish. Hardy Boys wish. Here's the thing about Nancy Drew, which is why she's themmier than the Hardy Boys. Name a Hardy Boy. Tom. What's the first name? William. Derek. I don't know. Lindsay, Steven. I can't even confirm or deny because I don't know You know, know what the, the Hardy mystery Boys. the Hardy Boys never solved? What are their names? We never know. We'll never know. <laughs> but Nancy Drew. <laughs> Back to Nancy Drew's out here being like, she's under the hidden staircase. Yes. Literally. <laughs> That's it. Um, and she's sexy. She may be having sex under the hidden staircase in this case. She's having sex in like the first st- scene you see her it's in. It's amazing. I was like, Nancy is fucking. I love it because they want to get you in that first, you know, that first 10 minutes of the show. They don't want you to leave. So they're like, if we're going to if we're going to say that she's sexy, we got to We got to have her have sex immediately. And she does. So because Archie got hot, everyone has to get hot. So now Nancy Drew is hot. She's solving murders of like a socialite. Yeah. She's going to solve the murder. She's going to find out who it was. She's always getting in people's business. Some people love it. They're like, oh, Nancy, you're so good at detective work. And then some people are like, Nancy, this isn't your job. Like the chief of police. Yeah. They're like, Nancy, stick to the sex under the staircase and leave the detective work (laughs) up to us. And she's like, no, I have to do both because I'm an independent woman. It's 2019. Who's her daddy? Her daddy is. We got Gray Scott is ever after daddy. Well, who is Nancy's daddy? Also, this is amazing. CW cannot stop hiring um, iconic men from the aughts including her daddy who's played by scott wolf <laughs> party of five party of five them hooligans love riverdale we introduced riverdale to the hooligans we did and they loved years it ago. we were right and they, they loved it, it. Mm-hmm. why will they like why will they like nancy drew they'll like it's the same it thing because it's a new updated sexy version also because we love true crime and who is the true crime queen nancy drew nancy drew is very much like let's solve the mystery it's a little more realistic even though there are ghosts in it there are ghosts in this mm-hmm. but it's like it's still very serious mm-hmm. and like 
real, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Honestly, I love it. I need to watch more. I only saw one episode, well, but what, I need to go watch that's more. That's what CW shows do. Yeah. Again, this is Spawn. <laughs> this is Spawn Con. Again. Again. If we haven't convinced you then, honestly, just go back to watching to Stumptown you. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> back to the show. So now we're going to talk about the most important thing that's ever happened. Let's play a call. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Lucy Ford here from uh, the UK. I did just try and call and then forgot how to speak halfway through a sentence. We have probably had a million phone calls about this in the last hour alone because it's the most incredible piece of gossip ever. But Colleen Rooney, who's a wag, spilled the most outrageous tea about Rebecca Vardy, another wag, on Twitter and Instagram. And in in the process became the most uh, prolific investigative journalist of our time. Um, long story short, she managed to fool Rebecca Vardy because uh, she was convinced that she was selling stories about her to the son. So she blocked everyone from her Instagram stories apart from Rebecca Vardy and then posted fake stories that she was then seeing sold to the son. And she's now outed her on all social media. And as a Brit, we know a lot about Colleen and Rebecca. They're both, Colleen especially is um, an old school wag for us. She's been in our headlines a lot. Rebecca's more of a recent one, but I just thought it would be good to educate people who might not know who are seeing their timelines flooded with all of this incredible dirt. And I think that we should give Colleen Rooney a Pulitzer. Um, crunch, crunch. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Hi. Who is Rebecca Vardy? And is there someone named Colleen I should know about? Okay, thanks. Bye. The American version. <laughs> the American version and the British version. Hello, it's the absolute best, <laughs> most brilliant news in the world, in the history of the world. And America's and American like, who the like, hell are these people? I don't want to Google this. So let's start out by saying we're not British and we are not extremely wag familiar, I got to say. Bobby and I. Mm-hmm. We. Wag is in like the traditional use of the wives word. Wives and show. girlfriends of, you know sports players and honestly I was talking to my friend Marion about this your friend as well and we were thinking about like wags in the United States like we don't really have a ton of wag type celebrities you know no it's like mostly it's like, basketball uh, wives curry yeah right it's curry Larsa Pippen the yeah, ex. Larsa Pippen okay like we just don't have a ton but they're not doing drama also they don't get that but they sort do of, get famous they, they're more lives they're like lifestyle it's like lifestyle sure. stuff. It's not necessarily like um, gossipy, tabloidy stuff. You know, it's a completely different perspective but on these they women. They do get famousy in a way, but it's just not. There's not that many of them, and it's not all one sport. Like we certainly don't have any soccer wives, and we barely have any football right. wives. You know, like yes, maybe in like the very rich charity scenes, these women like are a thing. Like, but we had a wag Giselle, show you know, that didn't. We have didn't we have a wag show that like didn't do that well? It didn't really catch on. Or it was on, we but... We do it, have a wag show, and it has several spinoffs. I just think it's... um, It's not really a big... Uh, it's mostly girlfriends. Remember, that's the whole point. It's mostly like, girlfriends. The people who made the drama on that show, those two who got that spinoff on VH1... Right! They weren't even, they weren't even part... They right. were just like friends. I already of, forgot them. They were exes. How's their show going? You know? I haven't heard from, from that in a while. Who the who hell the knows? Fuck knows? Okay. But across the pond, they're huge. It's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. They are part of a whole thing, and they don't even have a TV show. That's what's crazy. It's like, 
it's no. not even like they're on TV regularly. It's just that these women are constantly in the news. They just get covered by the tabloids a lot, which is sort of the base level thing you need to know about this. It's just that these women are tabloid um, catnip, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like they love writing mm-hmm. about these women. They love making up stories about these women, as we can see, or just like believing anything about these women. Yeah. Um, they hound them. They photograph them. Um, and it's been happening for, you know, decades. This is part of British culture. My po- Here's my thing about this, though. When I was doing my like base research on Colleen Rooney, who is like OG A-list wag over there. I mean, just A-list wag. And the reason yes. why I think that people care about her a lot and also can and tabloids continue to cover her it's because her husband the footballer wayne rudy cheats on her and has Mm -hmm. for many years i mean he literally had a quote-unquote prostitute problem where he cheated on her with many prostitutes he got in a he got in a dui with another woman in the car like a few in 2000 early 2000s i mean it's just one thing after another and they have four kids now i think and they have four now i'm not not a judgment, all, all but boys. she's she's taken him back a few times and publicly put out statements like, you know, uh, I forgive him and we're working through it and blah, 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 and all of that because, stuff. Because a major part of their narrative is that they've been together since they were children. They met when they were 12. They started dating when they were 16. Yeah, yeah. And that was also another thing because he was like, it came out later that like before they... They were dating, but they hadn't had sex yet. And while he was 16, he was like seeing a lot of prostitutes then too. Yeah. It was just, it's just, he's involved in a lot of messy stuff. And she always forgives him. And she wrote. She always has his back. Yeah. And she's written books. She's written columns. She wrote a column for Closer magazine. She wrote a column for OK magazine. I mean, this is a woman who. About fashion. Who sure is like, why are the tabloids writing about me? But also like, why aren't the tabloids writing about me? So there's two Mm -hmm. sides of the coin here in terms of leaking stories, right? We did a little bit what we did a little bit about Colleen and her husband who actually have moved, I think live in DC now because he plays for They live in DC now cuz now he plays he played for like the themiest 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 soccer team in all of all time, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, "Honestly, I didn't realize cuz honest, I didn't know anything about soccer. Mm-hmm. Looking him up, I didn't realize he was as good as he is." Like he's basically no, he's known as one of the best yeah. living soccer players yeah. and one of the best soccer players of all mm-hmm. time. Like it's not a this guy is not a joke. No. He's not some like second he's like David tier. Beckham. He's very big. Yes, yes, he's big. And and um, you know Victoria no Beckham is the most famous wag. If you're wondering, yes. Um, other famous wags, Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Back when she was Cheryl Cole, right, she was a wag, right? She was a wag. Right. She's not a wag we anymore. Talked, we've done this like but, wag segment before. I remember. Yes. And they I just. I, um, I guess my point was just like they've the tabloid thing has been a dance with them for a while. A back and a mm-hmm. a big dance. You know they need each other as much as they need each other. Like it's not this one sided thing where she's always been like my privacy and like my stories and how dare you. It's been back and forth. They sued them and they won. They got a hundred thousand pounds in two thousand and six for the news of the world and the sun were publishing oh making up a story that he, that he hit, hit her. her and he and yeah. he had it but the, the point is and they pay yeah, the point is is that you know this is an ongoing thing next up rebecca vardy another wag second tier wag she's a newer wag who is her she's husband newer. jamie vardy is that his name yes he's a less jamie vardy a less iconic soccer player wayne rooney um has had his trouble with like the law and mm-hmm. like his reputation and his anger mm-hmm. jamie has had that and then some mm-hmm. 
so Jamie is a little more of a, uh, he's a little more of a lad. I don't know. What do you say? Like, he's a little more of a troublemaker, you know, mm-hmm. than Wayne. Mm-hmm. Although it seems like all soccer players are kind of troublemakers. I was going to say, if he's more of a troublemaker than Wayne, seems like he's terrible. But he was actually convicted of assault once. Oof. He had to wear like a electronic tag. I guess that's just like an ankle bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been accused of saying like really racist stuff. Like this guy seems like much less beloved and um, I don't know, easily forgivable mm-hmm. as Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means that his wife is also of a lower tier and his wife is Rebecca Vardy. Mm-hmm. What else is there to know about Rebecca Barty? She was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. She, mm-hmm. that's when I think, back when we had our segment with uh, our British friend Jono, he also DM'd us about this and we were talking and he said that most people would know Rebecca Vardy from I'm a Celebrity. That's kind of when she became something relevant. I'm a Celebrity, Get yes, Me Out of Here. Which is, yeah. yeah. And so she's also her second marriage. She had a first marriage, uh, didn't end well. He has said shit about her in the press etc etc but there are photos of her and Colleen together they clearly have hung out they're clearly friends she was in her on she was allowed to be in her stories or Instagram stories she let her she let her look at her stories from the start I think I think the fundamental difference between Rebecca and Colleen is that Rebecca is thirstier Rebecca wants more attention Rebecca was on I'm a celebrity get me out of here as we said Rebecca appears on celebrity goggle box that show where people watch television and talk Love about it show. Colleen only wants attention on her terms which is like writing fashion her children mm-hmm. Rebecca wants attention by any means necessary okay but what's the let's get to the actual dirt of the story here I feel like we just did okay. the longest we just need to provide a little bit of context longest, right because the dirt yes. The dirt itself is actually pretty simple. And that's the thing about it. Like, there's really not that much to explain. It's really simple. Colleen did all of it in her iconic letter that she published on her social channels. So, Colleen, here's what happened. Colleen was noticing that the son was getting stories from her Instagram stories. Like, from her private Instagram account. And she was like, one of my close friends is leaking to the press. This is wild. But because she has eyes and ears... She immediately guessed who it was, right? So to test her theory, that's the thing about this. If she had, if this were difficult, it would be one thing. Like if she was like, it could be one of eight people. That wasn't the case here. She always suspected Rebecca. So what she did was she made it so only Rebecca could see her Instagram stories, like the close friends one. No, so it wasn't. So I'm reading this over. I don't think that she uses close friends. I think she has a private account. So she had a private, she had a Finsta account. And she, on that Finsta account, she blocked everyone from seeing her stories except for Rebecca Vardy. And she started putting fake stories in there. And those fake stories started appearing in the sun. And the only place they existed was on her Finsta. And the only person who had access was Rebecca Vardy. I mean, the best part is one of the stories that she chose to fake make up was that her basement flooded. And literally, no, I mean, like, they she's a creative writer. posted. She's a creative they writer extraordinaire. Pu- the Sun literally published an entire article about her, how her basement flooded. What were some of the other stories? That she was going to Mexico to select the gender of her embryo? <laughs> Because she was like, I have five, I have four sons. I want a daughter. We're going to Mexico to get some experimental treatment God, I love this. so that we can confirm that we're going to get a girl. That story was posted by The Sun. One day ago, The Sun, the Sun publishes, in ruins, uh, R-O-O, Wayne and Colleen Rooney's uh, 20 million pound Morrison's mansion flooded during Storm Lorenzo. 
Colleen has weathered plenty of storms during her 11-year marriage, but the latest one wasn't to do with her husband, Wayne. I can reveal last week's horrendous weather has wreaked havoc at the Rooney's 20 million pound family home flooding their basement. They just finished putting finishing touches on their Cheshire mansion, but Storm Lorenzo has now set back the completion date. A source close to the couple has said the house is Wayne and Colleen's dream, so to see it being damaged has been horrible for them. Literally, this goes on and on. And all of and that on. was fake. Yes. So let's put some dramatic music here. I'm going to read what Colleen said a few days ago now on her Instagram and her Twitter. For a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing the Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. There has been so much information given to them about me, my friends, and my family, all without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except one account. Those on my private account must have been wondering why I haven't had stories in a while on there. For the past five months, I've posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. The story about gender selection in Mexico, the story about returning to TV, and the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account slash individual it's come from. I have saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's dot 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Dun dun dun! And that's why they're calling her Wagatha Christie. At Colleen Rue. This is on the Notes app. As I have just said to you on the phone, I wish you had called me if you thought this. I never speak to anyone about you as various journalists who have asked me to over the years can vouch for. If you thought this was happening, you could have told me and I could have changed my passwords to see if it stopped. (laughs) Over the years, various people have had access to my Insta and just this week I found I was following people I didn't know and have never followed myself. I'm not being funny, but I don't need the money. What would I gain from selling stories on you? I liked you a lot, Colleen, and I'm so upset that you've chosen to do this especially when I'm heavenly pregnant. I'm disgusted that even having to deny this, you should have called me the first time this happened. Broken heart emoji. Can I just say, saying that br- that pregnant women can't commit terrible offenses on its social media is uh, offensive to me. Well, people are very mad at her now for blaming everything. How, on dare, you? How dare 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 you? It's almost like ableist in a it's way. It's rude. Pregnant women can it's do evil things just because they're pregnant. Come on. How dare you? Pregnant women can do anything <laughs> pe- women who aren't pregnant can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. Including <laughs> sell stories to the sun on their friend based on things from their private Insta account. So what she's saying here is that so she's famous. I'm famous. I have people working for me. So many people have access to my social channels to do God knows mm-hmm. what. Any number of those people could have looked at Colleen's stories on my account. So what she's saying is you have to prove that I'm the one who sold it. Just because my account saw it doesn't prove that it was me, I would, that it was my two I eyes. I would say that that's not the craziest thing to say in defense because you do give people a lot of access to your accounts when you are a public figure. I'm famous, yeah. But the argument against that is that she had the suspicion it was her. And and usually that's like, that's already a big thing. If you have a feeling that it's that person and then this kind of proves it, 
I'm just, I'm kind of already like, duh, you know? Yes. And what was the new reporting about, like, how she does need the money? Well, that was the other thing is that so in the one of my favorite newsletters, the Pop Bitch newsletter, they were talking about Rebecca Vardy. And it says, um, for example, how does Vardy explain that of the very few unverified accounts that she follows on Instagram, two of them are Simon Boyle and Andy Halls, the Sun journalist who wrote up the leak stories in question. She's literally following the writers of the stories that she leaked that's the most damning piece of evidence Twitter. I think. and it says vardy also says she doesn't need the money but her long and involved history with picture agency fame flynet the one that used to make zero bones about the fact that it staged pop shots in order to split sales profits with the celebrity suggests that she's not averse to the odd bonus paycheck hmm. and also if she didn't need the money why would she appear on all these shows all mm, the time that's true colleen doesn't do that I mean, maybe Colleen to be famous that. or maybe to be known, but still. I mean, another thing, they go a little bit further back, which is, of course, I didn't know this, but it says, back when Rebecca tried to first get herself verified on the platform, this is uh, Instagram, she found her requests were being batted back by Instagram admins. Annoyed that they wouldn't give her a precious tick, Rebecca demanded to know what the problem was. It was simple, Instagram said. A basic audit of her account showed that almost all of her followers were fake and had been purchased. Mm, I mean, I'm on team Colleen here. I think everyone is. I mean, we know better than to take the first story like as the truth, you know, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's so sensational. And also the other thing about Rebecca is that people genuinely like her. They don't they like her a lot. She she goes on TV and talks about postpartum depression a lot. She's very honest. Mm-hmm. She's always on Loose Women. Um kind of She was on Loose Women talking about like her history of like being abused. Yeah, she's like, she's not a bad person and she really is not kind of a person who is known for being this shameless maybe a little as shameless as a pseudo celebrity is but not this shameless so it's not Mm -hmm. like she's like this villain that people are excited to be going after necessarily i read um most most of not all of it most of the book welcome to my world by colleen mclaughlin this was before she was rooney before she got married Mm -hmm. i read a lot of it i took some highlights i learned a lot of things about her um, this book was published, I think, in 2007. So she was 21. And it's just like things that are very like emblematic of her personality that like, I think, are still the case. Right. Today. So let's that's why. And this is also not this is not to put the blame all on Rebecca Vardy. So that's let's think about the other person involved here. Go ahead. People say you can become addicted to publicity and being in the newspapers. I'm not like that. It says it was a horrible thing that had happened, though people do much worse. She's talking about a, a story being put in the news, like a, a personal story being put in the sun or like a tabloid. To have your personal life splashed all over the newspapers, to have the whole world discussing the private details of your existence, what you should and shouldn't do, writing about who you are when none of them know you, and blowing things out of the blowing things all out of proportion is an awful thing to experience. We should have been left alone to sort things, these things out for ourselves, but I know that's not the way things are. That's not the way things ever will be again, I suppose. Our private life has become public property. And then there's this. Every one of my mates has had newspapers offering them money for stories about me. The press now know that no one is going to speak to them, not any of my real friends. But in the past, journalists would walk around Croxeth asking people where Colleen's friends lived. 
It's mad the way the press get addresses and telephone numbers and just pass them around. All my mates have had letters shoved through their door, trying to sweet-talk them round with offers of money, makeovers, all sorts. Claire has been asked loads of time to sell her story, but none of my real friends, none of my real friends have ever spoken to the newspapers about me. I've only had one girl I know from school come out and say something that's become a story in all the newspapers. Um, and she talks about someone selling a story out of a yearbook. But what I'm saying is she has had enough experience with this over the past, you know, decade plus to be able to judge, like, the behavior of a person. She's probably noticed that, like, Rebecca behaved a little right, differently she's been than everyone else she's around. She's been doing this since she was, uh, since he became a famous soccer player. He's been, she's been doing this since, mm-hmm. she, was, since she was 18 since years old. Since she was a teen. Right. So she's since familiar she with the type of person and the type of action and also the type of, like, attitude of somebody who might be doing this type of behind the scenes work. What else is there to say about these people? I mean, I'm just... I'm thrilled that a WAGS drama has made has been so interesting that it's made it to American press, meaning like we care about it mm-hmm. in America. This one is certainly juicy. It's certainly modern. It's got the social media twist. It's got a classic um, investigatory strategy, the canary. What do you call it? The canary? The canary? It's called the canary trap. The canary trap. She canary mm-hmm. trapped her, which has been around for a super long for time. For a really long time. The term was coined by Tom Clancy because mm-hmm. I was like, this has a name. And so I was like, what is this thing called? Mm-hmm. It's a canary trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently like Jack Ryan uses it a lot in the books. But like a million books have used this. A million TV shows have used this. A million people have used this as an actual strategy to find a leaker, to find a mole. I know that like it was like Game of Thrones. It may not have been Game of Thrones. It was some famous television show where they like gave everyone like a different version of the script, slightly different mm-hmm. ending, so that if it ever got leaked, it may have been Seinfeld, so that if it ever got leaked, they would know who leaked it because mm-hmm. everyone had a different ending. Mm-hmm. Like this is a technique that is used to find like a leaker or a mole. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time, it's called a canary trap. So it's not like super amazing that someone came up with this. But it using exists. it for Instagram is a smart is very smart mm-hmm. because you can do this very cherry picking version of who can see what on your account these days. It's I mean, she very really used easy. all the features at her disposal to find this person. And it's still going on. I almost like am annoyed that we're talking about it now because there are definitely going to be updates. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep seeing these things. They're going to appear on a show together to talk it out. Oh, sure. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to, I mean, because that's I think- what I'm saying is like to be all like blamey on Rebecca right now is how we're all feeling. This is kind of like the James. Charles, um, what's her face? I already fucking forgot her name. Tati. The James Charles Tati thing where at first it was just like so clear. We thought we had the story. We thought this was the villain and this was the angel and da da da. (laughs) This was the villain. This was the angel. But as... But as it turns out, there was more to the story. There was more, you know, there was more to say. There was more to talk about. So I feel like this is going to unfold a little bit more than what we're saying right now. That's what I was going to ask you. That's how I want to end this segment. Like, do you think... Rebecca, like, what is your kind of like over under on Rebecca being vindicated? Because I don't think it's exactly out of the question, you know. Um, based on what she said, if she under. can convince someone, or if there is someone, maybe one of those people she like said could have done it. Maybe one of those people will have an attack. If of guilty she can conscience. pay someone to come out on her team to come out and say that they did it, well, either that or someone genuinely doing it, right? Like if it actually was an assistant, it might know? have been. Maybe that'll. Happen. It might have been. Do you see that happening? Um, I, um, I almost do. I almost think it's like 50, 50 at this point. I always feel like people find a way out of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I, 
this feels so, so, so cut and dry that there's got to be a way that she wiggles out of it. And that could be the way that she, she waggles waggle, out. She'll waggle out. She'll waggle out. She'll waggle out of it. It's true. I think so, too. I think that, like, it just reeks to me of something that is going to end completely differently. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because it feels so cut um, and dry. That's what I'm saying. It almost feels too cut and dry. But as someone tweeted this morning, uh, at Carlisle, <laughs> please do not lose sight of the fact that Rebecca Vardy deserves this. Copied and pasted a tweet that's not even old. It's from June, <laughs> where she posted a photo of commentators on a, a soccer stadium, and they're all women. And she says, um, what happened to equality? <laughs> Monocle face. <laughs> what the fuck? I truly don't Where even. Where the men? I don't even get it. I don't even get it. I mean, these women. And as far as I can tell, it's not even all white women. It, I don't even know what she's trying to say here. I guess what she's, she's trying, trying to say, to say like, is, where are the men, men should be commentators too. Sexism has gone too far. Or something. Or something. Anyways, anyway, it's more more to come on this. This mess. is great. We'll have to follow up a little bit. Maybe not too much, but. If you're British and you want to add to this, if there's more context we're missing, if there's like if you're Rebecca Barty, <laughs> you want call to call in. in and defend yourself, then we're we're here for you. We're here for you. Well, the question we've been asking you this morning is publicly shaming a friend ever the right thing to do. Well, we're joined by two footballers' wives, Chantal Heskey, who says Colleen was right to go public, mm-hmm. and Kerry Welpdale, who says you should settle disputes in private. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Do you either Hi. of you know well either Colleen or Rebecca? No. I know Colleen, yeah. Um, friends with her. We're not the closest of friends, but we are. We've got the same circles of friends, and she's a lovely girl, lovely family. And I don't think she's actually just done this overnight. It's something she's investigated Clearly, for yeah, a long yeah, period of time. And you know, you've got to. It's a small circle of friends that you've got as it is. So to find out it's someone on your personal social media, someone that you're supposed to trust, it must be hard. It has opened. A- Pandora's box, though, hasn't it? Because she hasn't, it seems, just picked up the phone to Rebecca Mm -hmm. and said, look, I've done a bit of amateur detective work and I've worked out it's your account. And we should point out that she says it's Rebecca Vardy's account. Um, And Rebecca Vardy could then say, which she said publicly, look, it wasn't me. I think think someone might have got into my account. Why would I do that? What do you think about the fact that Colleen did it so publicly? We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine in the mail? Because the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Housewives of Potomac, and I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing, and I didn't have any cowboy boots, and so I got my Tacovas. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, 
performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Okay, we're gonna play a game of who or them. Let's get started. Hi, Who Weekly. This is um, a very important phone call. Is Gerard Way a who? Good question. Also, one of our most prolific callers. Thank you for calling, Gerard Way. One, two, three. Who? who? But I don't know. My chemical romance, them. Gerard Way, who? I think at one point he was a them, but I think maybe he's kind of fallen off. Right? Because he's a writer, too. Didn't he make... He's like a comic book artist, right? Yeah. Because he did the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he did the, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I just, still think he's a who. I just think... I, I, do, I think he's more of a who now than he, than he once was. Maybe he was closer to theminess, and now he's closer to whoiness. But we can't get caught up on our like, he right now, 2019, who? Mm-hmm. Who? Mm-hmm. He's a who. Mm-hmm. That's I don't it. know. I still kind of think answer. he might be a them. Okay, continue, continue. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do we just, are we, are we in a fight? Like, <laughs> can you explain your case? I just, I have a feeling in my gut, like it always is. He's a big deal. He was. Maybe he's not anymore. Okay, we need to move on. Sorry. Ed Helms, can I, a quick fact before we decide? Somebody has been mm-hmm. calling in a lot to ask us who is Ed Helms married to. Apparently he, his wife is like very, her his identity is very shrouded in secrecy. And like when you Google around, you cannot find out who she is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I haven't played it or even kind of addressed it was because I couldn't figure, I couldn't figure it out. She's just very, it's just a very secret. It's a secret. Anyways, Ed Helms, who are them? One, two, three. Them? them? I think so. <sighs> Don't sound so mad about it. I think he's them. Okay, I agree. Why Why do I feel like I'm wrong? No, he's a them. We agree. He's, he's a, a them. them. He's a them. He's been around long enough. He does have like iconic roles. Daily Show Office. He was in Three Hangovers. Bradley Cooper, them. Zach Galifianakis, them. Mm. Todd Phillips, them. Mm. Uh, uh. Ed Helms them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Okay. okay. I've been up for hours and my voice is still bad. What is I up? know. You're, you're just it's very, the Colorado air. You're very it's the dry like, air. You're very, it's the dry air. You're very polite today. You're very like it's breathy today. It's the dry it's air. so breathy. This is Sid and Greg. We're coworkers who found out we're both hooligans and now we're using the landline at our company in a conference room to call you. Hi. To ask you a question. Um, all right, Greg, you go. My first one is Patrick Hubarton. Warbutton? Who were them? I think he's a voice them. Definitely had to Google him. Also, I was editing your Wikipedia page the other day and forgot I did it, but it, I cleaned it up. There are a few typos, but we both love you. Wait, you had one. Wait, do I have one? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment? Oh, I've called before. Is Haley Joel Osment still a them? Because he definitely was a them in the 90s. He's frequently been in very hooey roles recently. Um... But he was so famous back in the day, and he's. But now, consistently at work, he's just an adult and looks so different that the name recognition might not 
match the face recognition. So let us know. Women do belong in blue. Crunch, crunch. Tim Tebow's a lesbian. Bye. I love that little meet cute. Mm-hmm. They're coworkers and they're hooligans and they didn't even know. I love that. They hung out in a conference room. Okay. Let's start with Patrick, Patrick Who Burton. One, two, three. Who? Who? 100%. But, Character but actor. voice them, maybe. Voice them. Oh, God. I hate adding these qualifiers. <sighs> I know. But but I'm just saying. Like, no. He has a famous voice. He's got a but very the voice, recognizable voice. But people don't connect the voice to the person. No, That's never. the problem. No, never. Never. It's like I was on Delta. I was on a flight to Denver. Mm-hmm. And there was like, you know, when you watch a movie and you have to watch propaganda at first, mm-hmm. it's like, here's why JetBlue's the fucking best or whatever. It was Delta. And it was a woman being like, Delta brings people together. Delta, Delta, Delta. Like, no company's ever been like Delta. Delta isn't flying to over 300 places just to bring us together. But to show we were never that far apart in the first place. Viola Davis. Instant. I knew it was Viola Davis. I connected the name to the voice. I was like, oh. I love Delta now. Like that was <laughs> no, you. that was the power of Viola Davis. <laughs> power, yes, I love Patrick Warburton. I he's powerful in that way. I don't know too many monkeys who could take apart a fuel injector. You hear the voice and you're like, oh, putty. You know? Uh, yeah. Or like, isn't he the tick? Or wasn't he also like a? He was the original tick, the original but tick. now the new guy's the tick. Right. But I still think about him as the tick. Okay. Who was the second one? Haley Joe Osment. Ready? Haley Joe Osment. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. One, two, three. Who? Them. No. No? I think he slid out of it. You're thinking from your perspective. Think about from the world's right. perspective. Okay. Hold on, hold on. One, two, three. Who? who? You changed he's your mind. Yeah. He's a I watched Sixth Sense on the plane the other day. Gotta say, he's incredible in that. Of course he is. How does he do it? How did he do it? Now he's just a normal guy. Now then? he's just a dude. Incredible. Next call. Gavin DeGraw. Who are them? Women don't belong in Baloo. Gavin, Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw. Who are them? One, two, three. Three. Who? 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 Yes, who? Who? Was he like the first um, of those like Scentsy Boys from the early 2000s or the mm, late 90s? Not the, not the first. No, no, no. I'm not saying. Was he the first of the Scentsy Boys to be like, I also wear hats? <laughs> Jason Raz came before or after is what, is what you're I asking. I think that's what I'm saying. Jason came after, right? I don't know. He's a who. Okay. Next up. Hi, Who Weekly. I was at the dentist yesterday, and something popped in my mind after seeing a million pictures for it, but is Invisalign a who or them? Uh, Garjo, Yummy Pop, Good Form, Bella Thorne, Goo Goo Goggy, We in Greece. Thank you. Wow, when you can't choose your favorites, you just got to say them all. <laughs> just say them all. Invisalign, who are them? One, two, three. Them, them for sure. That's the brand name at home street teeth straightener because like, yeah, there's like smile, smile direct, direct is not really one they're kind of there's hooey the one though that's like they're hooey what's the other one i don't know what are they all i'm looking there's one that's just called braces when you're a teenager the lemmiest of them all smile direct club oh um your smile direct mm, that's literally just like that's too close that's also Candid just co don't know what that is uniform teeth i don't know what that is who is she smile direct club is the main one Smile Love? I thought there was another one. I guess it is just Smile Direct Club. Okay, yeah, those are all hooey. Invisalign, them. God, every time I go to the dentist, you're a great candidate for Invisalign. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't need perfect teeth. A great candidate for Invisalign? What does that even mean? Like, every time I your go, teeth are slightly crooked and we can fix them just, just a slightly, little bit? Just slightly, exactly. Yeah, no, just I slightly. hate that bullshit. I hate that bullshit. It's like, I had, I had braces. I didn't wear my retainer. They yeah. switched. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I fucked up. It's yeah. my fault. Same. 
It's just like with glasses. Yeah. You're a great candidate for LASIK. I'm not getting. I'm not putting lasers laser in my eye, you dumbass. To cut up my lens. No. I don't even like taking Advil. Yeah. Are you kidding? This is no. like this is like every time I go to the dentist, they're like, you could get your last two wisdom teeth taken out. I'm like, bitch, have you seen my health insurance? It's non-existent. <laughs> As if I'm going to do that until they literally crawl out of my mouth, they're not coming out. <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> Okay. Tooth stuff? Oh my god. Get out of here. I have health insurance, insurance, you guys. It's just really it's expensive like, and terrible. So please like, don't come for me on that one. And you think like I've had bad health insurance, I've had good health insurance. I currently have pretty good health insurance. But even when it's good, it's a nightmare where it's like, oh, I think I have vision insurance, but really I can't go to the optometrist I've had for years. And if I get anything done, like it's gonna it's gonna cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah. The deductible's crazy. Uh-huh. Don't even get me started with dental yeah, insurance. Sure. Everything's out of pocket. Uh-huh. And out of pocket maximums are a scam. You ha- oh, and you have better God. health insurance than I do. So I imagine- have good health insurance and it's still a nightmare. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Um, is Jeremy O'Harris a Who or Them? Um, I know he's a theater them, but like Rihanna was at his show and Phil Elgort is at his party, um, et cetera, et cetera. Is he, is he themmy? Uh, okay. Crunch, crunch. Women don't belong in balloons. Uh, Jeremy O'Harris, one, two, three, who? Who, but Cuspy and like Cuspy. New Yorky, like theater them, obviously, like up and coming. It's just like theater is such. Um, it's hard to be a theater them, I gotta say. Really it's hard. Exactly. So when you see someone on the cusp of being a theater them, it feels bigger than it might actually be. <laughs> you know? Like, he is. On, on the way of becoming a theater then, which is very rare. So I feel like because he's on the way, it seems like he is already, but he's not. I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. And, again, and again, like theaters, it's just so hard to deal with when you're not in New York. Yeah. Like, who can see Slave Play? Not many people. But also so, it's just like the only really theater them right now is like Lin-Manuel Moran. Like, you know, it's like Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's like these names of people who have become like out, break broken mm-hmm. out of these, of the New York theater bubble, which is a bubble, mm-hmm. but it's where you start. Okay. Is that what, are we done with me then? We're done. Are we oh, done? God, we're done. <sighs> Thank you to everyone for listening. Call 619-WHO-THEM if you want to be featured on another episode. People always call and they're like, you never play my calls. We get like... Well, how many calls a week? Like 400 calls a week. We love all your calls. I don't want you to feel bad because we don't play your calls. We get so many. But that means you and should just keep calling. Keep trying. Keep calling. I, I feel bad, but we can't play 400 calls an episode. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes every other week. Weekly newsletter. Um, What else? Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And I say that. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Bye. You will Jayla. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. Hey. 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 I want to be famous. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Batwoman on Sundays at 8, 7 Central and Nancy Drew on Wednesdays at 9, 8 Central. Or stream both for free on The CW app. This is now my second Who Weekly dream. Y'all have infiltrated my thoughts. Um, last night I had a dream that I was listening to Who Weekly and I got all the way to the end of the episode and you were at the caller, you're doing amazing, sweetie. And while listening to it, I was like, oh shit, that's me. I, I am the caller, you're doing amazing, sweetie. I feel like a crackhead. Please get out of my brain. Crunch, crunch.